You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today, Gurgel Borlai, is a world-renowned musician who is not only known for his drumming solos and clinics, but also for his groove and his work with other musicians. Today, I'm going to talk to Gergo about his start in music, how he made it through quarantine with just a keyboard and a laptop, and what he is up to today. So come along with me as I catch up with Gergo Borlai. Gergo, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. It's so nice to see you. Same here. Same here. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been yep. almost two years, which is crazy. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. I haven't seen many people in the past two years, though. So. Yeah. yeah. All of us, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, well, tell me on that note, how, how have things been for you over the past two years with quarantine and everything? You've been in Europe this whole time, right? Yes, because uh, I was supposed to tour with Frank Gambali, legendary, legendary guitar player from Shikori uh, Electric Band, uh, in March. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about the six weeks long tour in Europe, and uh, they just canceled it because of the COVID came showed up, so they canceled it two days before the tour starts. Wow! And uh, so I we stuck in Europe, in Barcelona. And uh, at the quarantine and the lockdown was very, very strict there. So we, we, we couldn't move out from our apartment for two and a half months. And it was heavy. So our roof terrace saved our life because we could walk, uh, you know, as a daily routine, daily workout, just to move anyhow uh, on the terrace. But it was heavy. Yeah. You know, one, one day there's one... 100,000 tourists on the street, and then the next day, no one. And it was, it was really scary. Yeah. And it was it was hard to handle in the beginning, I guess, I guess for everyone. But, um, yeah, I mean, the first shock was around one month, you know, when I couldn't really, really realize what's going on. What is this? You know, I was just mm-hmm. watching. I was just watch, watching Netflix all day and <laughs> I was trying not to think about what's going on, actually. Right. And then uh, I started to write music a lot, but totally different music because that time I absolutely wasn't able to go to my studio and practice or or recording on my drums. So uh, I started to write pop pop music, programmed pop music. and I didn't even think about drumming because I know it's impossible to go to my spot, you know, my lockdown, because mm-hmm. there's lockdown. So, and, uh, and it went actually well, because I, I wrote a song every day, sometimes two songs a day. So I wrote actually two and a half albums material with this new type of music, I mean, new type from my side. Mm-hmm. So it's not even close, you know, for it's no, it's pop music. It's indie pop music with singers and, uh, and it will really soon, uh, but it was deep and that, that those, 
those timing, I mean, those composing timing just really saved my mind. Otherwise, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I, you know. So, the and the first time I could touch that was a funny moment actually. The first time I could touch my drums was two and a half months later, March, April, May, yeah, and beginning of June or mm -hmm. something like that, mid mid June. And you know, I was scared. I had not even a practice pad at home. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. I was going nothing. to ask that question if you had no, any no, no. instruments at all. Nothing. Nothing. Only, only, only keyboard and laptop. Nothing. Right. So I went to the to my studio, you know, and I'm and and I see my orange Gretsch drum kit, and I said, "Hey," and you know, I, I was scared. Okay, what's going on? Because two and a half months without playing, you know, it never happened in my mm -hmm. in my life. And uh, so I sit down, play three minutes, and I realized, okay, nothing changed. Let's grab a coffee. And we went out for coffee. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. And so, so you, I just find it so interesting that you were stuck in the apartment with a keyboard and laptop and you found a way to create and yeah. create different kind of, you know, a different kind of music than you usually do. It's phenomenal. Like you found it, you found an outlet, you found a way. And, and you know, yeah, it's never happened if this virus not showing, shows up, you know, that's right. the weird part. So, yeah. Right. So there, yeah, I know it's hard to find the positive and everything that's happened, but there are those moments that it's, it's like, oh, this unlocked a new potential, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, yeah, so, go, sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. You play, um, you play other instruments as well, which I love and you compose music. Um, what other instruments? I know you play bass as well. Um, what else do you play? Keyboards, piano. Mm -hmm. uh, I have I have eleven bass guitars. I have more bass wow. guitars than drum sets. <laughs> and you know. Oh, so. there we go. Beautiful. And that's saying and, a lot because I see your posts and I'm always like, "Ooh, that's a kid I haven't seen before." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, keyboards. But I'm not a piano player. I'm more like a keyboard player, and I'm composing on keyboards and and I'm designing sounds a lot. Yeah. Even for others, not for myself. So I'm really into into electronic music and software synth and all these things. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. I love that. And you have you have been um, getting out and playing. I see that you've been doing not only clinics but live shows lately um, in a bunch of different areas. You mean this time? Yes, now, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, since. Yeah, since the late summer, August, I, mm -hmm. I had some shows, yeah, but everything was uh, limited, mm -hmm. audience-wise, and that uh, was okay, but, you know, I still smell the little sadness in the in the air because mm -hmm. of the situation, so it's, it's still not the same, to be right. honest. It feels it's, different. It feels different, but such a good thing to play anyway, so, you know, it's just so good to share the stage with musicians again mm -hmm. but you know we'll see yeah and it looks like you're having fun too you know it's like i'm always yeah i'm always having fun i'm playing yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, that's the best are. thing ever that's the biggest biggest gift on the planet <laughs> i agree and and you know a couple of the clips that you posted i loved the the setting that you were in i think you were at um um like a heritage day 
in Barcelona where people were dancing and dressed up and it yeah, just, yeah. And we were playing a shaker and they were and they were dancing and I was just like that looks like so much fun. Oh yeah. It was actually it was Mataro, which is very close to Barcelona, just 40 minutes drive. Okay. And and it was their national Mat Mataro thing. It it it's it's, it's their historical city thing. Right. And this was usually they are doing it on the streets, but because of the virus, as I told you, they limited the the capacity of the people and the seats. So we played two shows on the on the stage, uh, each show for two thousand people or something like that. Wow! For six days, instead oh. of playing, you know, all days on the street and you know people can go anywhere. No, so it was very organized and and uh, very well directed and it was a very colorful show with all, all their traditional figures and and you know and and dancing and and uh, marching bands and everything it was so good it was That's a beautiful so experience good. and summer the beach is only two minutes walk from there so you know it was just perfect <laughs> i love that i i love it i personally love spain so much just yeah you know and i haven't spent enough time there but i've spent some time in Madrid and, and Barcelona and yeah, yeah. like was fascinated. And when you posted the view from your new place. Um, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. It is actually, yeah, we just moved there uh, in the end of August after 12 years. Because Barcelona is, is our, our my European base. Mm -hmm. Officially I'm living in LA, but since this virus, I cannot really go back and still not that happening that not that much happening there to get the reason to go back yet mm -hmm. I'm, you know i'm talking with the colleagues a lot of famous cult uh club just closed forever you know in la but everywhere i've heard that in new york the 55 bar in in, in trouble mm -hmm. you know yeah but, yeah, yeah. People are trying to save it i know yeah yeah so we just moved to a new apartment after 12 years uh and uh the view, the size of the terrace, as you know, you can see everything in Barcelona. I mean, the whole city, it's 360 degrees, what you can see from there. It's incredible, incredible, priceless. Amazing. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm so glad that you have that after, you know, so much time being kind of stuck and in yeah. quarantine and not able to get to your drums. And, you know, it's so nice to see you back playing and you've been doing some, um, uh gigs with is it gary willis group that you've been playing with most recently yeah yeah i i played some gigs with willis and there's a very famous uh saxophone player from catalonia called libert fortuny he's a big guy there and then mm -hmm. he's a powerhouse and he he he's a berkeley guy and uh he really into electronic music so he has a he has a one man show with you know with laptop and loops and and saxophone and, and everything and paddles mm -hmm. and we just we just made it as a duo now so it's very it's you know it's minimalistic electronic it's, people can dance to it and sure. i love that so that's the that's the next project we'll do when i get back to barcelona after i finish my things in in hungary on next week absolutely and recording too you've been doing a lot of recording actually yeah that that's that's the thing what saves saved my but, uh, you know, especially after the quarantine when there was no gigs, so I could go to my studio because I have a studio here in my summer house. I have a studio in Barcelona and I have a studio in LA too. Mm -hmm. So, and it's all mic'd, you know, it's, it's just plug and play. 
That's so great. that was the first thing that I, I started to do very intensively after the quarantine in Barcelona. So, and I'm still doing a lot. So that, that really helps. And I actually, I love to do it. And fortunately I have a lot of calls to, to record drums for others. That's so good. I, and yeah. I've heard that from so many drummers and musicians in general that like the remote recording thing has been yeah. a savior yeah. over this time period. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Thankfully I'm doing it since many, many years. So technically I am much more high quality at the moment than before. So, because right. I can make the focus of, yeah. That's but that's a new, that's, that's a new normal. Poor studios actually. Yeah, it is, right? I mean, I feel like um, it's this has caused even drummers who just primarily tour to set up studios in their home and look into like, you know, the video aspect and the audio and get everything yep. tightened up, which is why a lot of companies that provide those pieces of equipment have done well, you know, oh, yeah. over the pandemic, um, yeah. which, is, which is great. It's good to see some of the, the music industry companies really thriving through this time absolutely and i think it's a good it's a very good thing to to get this knowledge you know recording drums in a good way because it's not that easy how it looks like you know mm -hmm. you 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 have to be in the picture with the tunings and you know the the positioning of the microphone you know the type of the microphone and everything and it's how you record it how you mix it mm -hmm. if someone needs need a drum mix from you and it's such a good thing and um, unfortunately we have time to work on this you know. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, and it and it is like you mentioned before about like the the benefit that came from that time. I think it's one thing theme that keeps coming up is this this time to figure things out to work on things. Um, even though it was a really hard thing to pivot for everybody. I mean, yeah, everyone we know, all of our people in this industry had their lives changed in a big way yeah. for sure. Yeah one yeah. way or another um you know nobody was um was immune to that and i feel like that time allowed some things to happen that wouldn't have happened like that music that you created or um the focus on recording and improving and all of those things and what's coming out now like the quality of things coming out now is just amazing absolutely absolutely and i just noticed that also all those companies who who are making suffers Mm -hmm. They also developed a lot, a lot in the last one and a half year because of the virus, you know, just to just to just to give the people more opportunities and options to being uh, to to do all these things better in the better quality in the, in the, in the better level. Such a Absolutely. good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it's amazing. And another thing, too, I just want to mention this and I don't really yeah. talk gear so much in these um, conversations just because, you know, it's a different kind of a conversation. Um, with you all than I'm used to because it was much more about gear in the past, but you did another positive is you did come out with a signature snare drum. Also, that's actually, it's, it's an unbelievably uh, incredible thing in my life. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm from a small country being in love with grass drum since my age of eight, using grass drum since my age of 20 and having a signature snare drum under my name you know it's mm -hmm. just unbelievable it's unreal actually and and i'm so happy with that thanks to gretch and thanks to andrew and paul cooper and it's just unbelievable seriously i mean you know seeing people when they tag me hey i just bought your new snare and it's just freaking incredible 
and you know i got goose i always get goosebumps immediately yes. it's just you know i'm mean, seeing my snare besides winnie's or kith you know yeah it's crazy it's so, it's so great and it's a beautiful snare to its brass and um, for anyone listening, it's a, a four and a quarter by fourteen, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a special. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a unique gam, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really cool. So, yeah. anyone listening is looking for a new drum. It's a beautiful one. So, it's a beautiful that one out for sure. And so, congratulations on that. That's that's like Thank you. you know silver lining right there. These things are happening. They're still happening. Yeah. Um, and that and that's great. And let's talk. Um, you mentioned, you know, being young and being a fan of Gretsch and everything. Let's talk about your start in drumming. And you were super young when you started drumming. I think I read that you were three. I was three. I remember the moment. Um, <clears throat> so my sound engineers, uh, my uh, sound engineers, my parents, they were sound engineers, mm -hmm. both. And uh, they both worked on the Hungarian national radio station. And... Uh, that time we are talking about the early 80s um they they had the chance because of their workplace to bring some west music to home because we are talking about the last 10 years period of communism system mm -hmm. which you know it's a kind of light dictatorism so you know there's the government was against the west culture the west music and everything but my parents had the possibility to bring best music to home. So, and I remember one time, uh, my father just played the song called Take Five from Dave Brubeck on cassette. Right. And there was a very poor drum set at home because uh, my father had a, a hobby band. And I, I remember I was sitting there and I was listening that groove by the great Joe Morello and I started to play immediately but it's the poorest version of, of the groove so this was the very first moment that's amazing I love that you remember that that's incredible and uh, and because of this I, I've got a touch of jazz music so I instantly became uh, a nerd of jazz music <laughs> and uh, all 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 my days that time was about listening to music and eat eating music all day as much as possible and you know there was no we had no video and there was no internet back in the days right so my ears was everything so headphone cassettes or vinyls and just listening music like this mm -hmm. It was crazy. I love that. And so when did you get kind of your first kit and you were able to start getting some of that out? Yeah. So um, my mother took me to uh, a good music school in Budapest because that's that's cute. It was a regular music school, but was was a jazz school. Basically, mm -hmm. I was I was a, I was five years old or something like that. So my brother, who's 12 uh, years uh, older than me, he's not a musician. Uh, he noticed that, okay, I'm serious with that. So he's, he, he's, he, he, he was selling all, he sold all his vinyls and bought a cheap but usable, uh, useful uh, drum set. Mm -hmm. 
it was it was a no-name brand. Said it was a Hungarian brand. Says nothing to you, but that that was everything for me that time. Yeah, it was a it was, was a very 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 simple keep twenty twelve thirteen sixteen snare two very cheap symbols. I don't even remember the the brand, but I, but I could play on that. So mm -hmm. I was practicing as as much as possible until I get muscles at age of 10 or 11 and I became loud. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and the numbers, uh, numbers, sorry, sorry, the neighbors, mm -hmm. they couldn't handle it anymore. So I had, I had to stop uh, practicing at home on drum set because we are talking about the regular apartment in the city. And mm -hmm. that time, I figured out, okay, but I have to play and I have to practice. So I started to practice on pillows, on my mother's my mother's pillows. She she had a collection of old pillows uh, from Transylvania. So it was perfect to practice. And I was practicing on pillows for years. Mm -hmm. um, and it gives me that single stroke and that super strong hands yeah. so early. So the next step was to get a practice kit with pads because it wasn't that loud, mm -hmm. but it wasn't drums. So I figured out, okay, it's so easy to play on. So I have to figure out something to make it more difficult and more, more challenging. So I set it up a practice kit in an extremely uncomfortable way. You know, the tom's I was like this far each other, the sim, the, the practice symbols were in the sky, you know, mm -hmm. on, on. so, I had to play like this wow to to get more strength and you know more power uh, so when i when I could finally go to uh, uh, a, uh, a rehearsal room a couple of blocks from our apartment, it was so easy to play on drums after this couple of years that's amazing and i i you might know this already, but um Dennis chambers actually practice on pillows too. Of and, course. You know, it's funny because it's out of necessity. It's not yeah. Not like you did it specifically to like build up your muscles, but I also practiced on pillows as a kid, um being in a house where there wasn't, you know, a, a lot of um time to practice um when I was younger and, you know, so I would take the couch pillows and set them up like a kid and and oh, yeah. play on them. And then when I, you know, talked to Dennis one day and he told me that story, I was like, that's incredible. So yeah. it's definitely a thing, you know, before there was uh, low volume symbols and um, silent stroke drum heads and all of that, um, that's what we did. We played on pillows. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. And maybe that was a good thing, I guess. Um, I think it was very good because pillow has really no rebound. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like a vacuum cleaner. So you have to build your muscles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. And I think you succeeded with <laughs> with getting the power because <laughs> you know, you you play with such power. Um, but not just power, accuracy. You know, your accuracy is amazing. And I wonder if setting up your um pad kit in an uncomfortable way and challenging yourself kind of lent itself to that for your future. I guess, yeah, maybe you were right. Yeah, I love it. That's so interesting. Um, so you got to the kit. You got to finally play again. And um, and how old were you when you started, like, actually gigging and, and playing with other people and all of that? Everything started when I was 12. Mm -hmm. uh, I started to work in studios. 
Wow. Uh, but not as a drummer. It's more like as a programmer, and as a, I mean, a drum programmer mm-hmm. and uh, and the and the keyboard drummer. Mm-hmm. I recorded, I think, thirty or forty albums as a keyboard drummer because wow. because I I could imitate the acoustic drummer on keyboards quite quite good. Uh, and and I started to play with the with the with the most renowned and and the best musicians in Hungary at that time. And the, and the good thing, they were all adult. So mm-hmm. they didn't use me as a, as a, you know, as a, as a prodigy, a new prodigy is here. He can play fast and loud and he's so cute and he's just 12 years old. So just make a solo. No, it was all about making music. So mm-hmm. that, that was my best cool to, to 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 play to start to play with those adult musicians mm-hmm. because I've learned you know as much as I could at that time you know about communication connection uh, humility uh, 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 the balance of, mm-hmm. of of the volume on the drums the reaction the 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 volume balance compared to other musicians compared guitar amp or the mm-hmm. balance between a snare snare drum or a kick or or everything absolutely yeah and that's hugely important i think that um when you do a lot of clinics and a lot of you know people have seen like your solos and everything which are just incredible but then watching videos of you just grooving is amazing as well you know and if that's that's um, that's incredible that, that you were taught that you know how to how to work that out from such a young age that's amazing well yeah i mean a lot of people think uh uh my focus and my profile is basically about playing fast and loud no i mean you know i'm i'm fortunately i'm playing more than 500 albums and 90 percent of them uh, them is about grooving you know mm-hmm. we are talking about pop or rock music what i really love to play but you know i have a good technical skill so i have to use it because i have it you know yeah exactly so. <laughs> yes right i mean the the solos and the quickness and all of that are are amazing but it's the grooving that kind of like gets you the work right yeah exactly and what back then, um, what drummers were you looking up to, like, or looking toward as examples? Okay, so um, after Joe Morello, I became in love with uh, Herbie Mason. Yes. And then, and then, Billy Cobham just changed my life, as many drummers' life, of course. Absolutely. Forever, and then. Uh, and then I became a huge, and I'm still, a, I'm still, a, uh, 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 I'm still a big fan of Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. So I instantly picked up Winnie, Terry, and Chad Wackerman. and uh, and then of course the jazz guys, Jack DeJohnet, Al Foster, uh, Paul mm-hmm. Motion, um, uh, Tony Williams, of course, and all the. I, I cannot tell you any name you don't know. <laughs> I, no, no, that's so good though, because I can hear that for sure. Um, yeah, I love that. I I do remember hearing Frank Zappa for the first time personally. Okay, and thinking, what am I listening to? Like it was, <laughs> it was just such an amazing departure from anything that felt familiar to me. Um, yeah. And then, you know, and discovering Vinny, of course. And, yeah. you know, just figuring 
trying to figure Vinny out, which I still haven't, but you know, like it was just, a, yeah, I think back on that moment in, in my life in music, musical discovery is significant too. Yeah. Uh, I love those two moments when Frank changed his music because of Terry Bozio. And I love that moment when Frank changed his guitar playing because of Winnie. Mm, mm -hmm. These are music history. It's just yeah. historical moments. Incredible. Yeah. And it, and it kind of, I, I think about um, musical leaders in that way. When you think about, there are really significant musicians who um, cater to the drummer's style and yeah. throughout history. Um, and though I, that's the music that I, definitely gravitate toward um mm -hmm. and frank is definitely one of those for sure yeah. and yeah, I think yeah. a lot a lot of modern day musicians as well who who do that and and are always playing with like the latest and greatest um yeah, drummers absolutely. in particular um absolutely so cool so that is so though that's kind of like your established um history and i i love you know now you are not only doing recordings and playing live and all of that but you're doing these clinics and you've been around the world as a clinician, um, which is just amazing. Uh, and I think like your fan base, I just am remembering back to any time we would um, post something when I was at Zildjian and the, the, um, the, the array of people who would comment, like you have these fans um, in Japan and you, have, you just have fans everywhere, which is incredible. Well, still hard to handle. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've, I started to doing clinics uh, quite late compared to the new generation. You know, I became, I got my first endorsement when I was thirty. So you know, these days it's much more. Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's just different these days to get any kind of thing like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I started doing clinics when I was thirty-one. A year after I, I, I've got my first, first endorsement, and uh, and I've learned a lot, you know, during the years. How how what 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 is the best way to do this? How mm -hmm. how can how can I make my own way? How can I be original? How can I have my uh, own language to to discuss with the people during my clinics? Mm -hmm. And I also I loved so much watching others. Who are who are super good with that? How they are doing that? Because first of all, I don't want to be like them, and and secondly, I've learned from them a lot because they are doing so well. And uh, and you know, during the years, I I I, I really became a, a a huge fan of clinics. I mm -hmm. just loved I just loved the process, the 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 traveling part to see new faces, to to talk I, I very much love to talk with the with the audience during the clinics i'm these days i mean the last last few years i i talking more i need more questions i need more interaction uh with the audience than before so i don't want to not play it just because i can't i i need them to understand uh the reason of music the reason of drumming and and then the relationship between the drums and music and uh and i love to talk a lot about music how important thinking through music saying out something through 
the instrument. It's not just the drums. It's an, it's an instrument. It has melody. You can mm -hmm. you can tell stories. You can tell poem poems. Uh, you can you can make people cry with this instrument. So just you know, it's not just it's just not about speed and and the volume. So yeah, I love Kleenex very much. Yes, and you do such an amazing job at it, and I love that you know, you focus on the audience and their questions and everything, because I think that's, that's really what it's all about. You know, anyone can go on YouTube and, and yeah. see you play, right? But like attending a clinic with you, being able to get that personal connection and for you to like demonstrate and explain things. It's so good. It's so and good. you know, and, and one, one conception is not maybe cover all the people. Because you know, they're, all, they're, they're always, uh, you know, beginner, or just a professional and the professional, maybe the professional guy is not that open for a beginner stuff and the beginner cannot understand the, the high level stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's why I love people asking me, you know, and to get the theme together, what we have to talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great too. I mean, I've seen a lot of clinics where um, it went over everyone's head, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and, and it was entertaining, but I'm not sure what was, what was gained there. And so that's great. I love that you keep that in mind as well. Um, One time, it was maybe my third clinic ever in my life. Uh, it was in, in Perpignan, France. And it was a three days uh, long uh, uh, drum camp. And the second day was for kids only. And you know, I had no routine that time. Uh, my English was so bad, still bad, but that time was very bad. And but I, I've got something. I have to solve this because there is three hundred kids, and there are ten kids on the first row. They want to play on drums, mm -hmm. on my drums, and they want to discuss about this. So I, I. I grab the kids one by one, take them behind my kid, and we just started to talk on 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 on, on playing on drums, mm -hmm. uh, even you know with hands because they they didn't uh, speak English and I didn't speak French. So, and you know, I just showed them something and they repeated, and I I saw the power and the fire in their eyes made me cry. It was Aww. such a beautiful day, you know. But you know what I, you know what I'm saying. It was yes. so good to see. Absolutely, you know. I, I love that. And by the way, your English is fantastic. So oh come on, thank you. <laughs> don't think otherwise whatsoever. Um, but yeah, that's amazing though. And kids, kids connect in such a different way, and it's so um, like natural and organic. And oh yeah, um, I I love that you you know found a way to really connect with them too. Um, yeah, yeah. And speaking of moments that made us cry, I have to bring up something. Yeah. We were together the last time we saw each other. We were together for the Zildjian Live filming. And I know you know what I'm going to say, but oh my goodness, Dennis Chambers closed out the show. You performed right before him, if I'm not forgetting. Nope. Were you right? I, was, I was the first one. He was the last one. Okay. Okay. That's right. So I don't know why I thought that. Maybe in rehearsal, I was thinking. Maybe you were maybe, maybe. next to him. But yeah, yeah, maybe. So, so Dennis performed. We were all in the room. The room was packed. It was, you know, just like the 
uh, the end of a really long, really amazing day of music. But I think we're all kind of like emotionally drained anyway. <laughs> but, exactly. Right. But we were packing the studio yep. space and Dennis Chambers got up to play and he was at the time not feeling great. You know, you could tell that that he was struggling a little bit. This was nine months or so before his liver transplant. So, yep. um, but we all, you know, we were all very, very worried about Dennis. Um, he got up, he played amazing. He was Dennis, you know, and we were all in the room just like in awe, I think just standing there like, oh my gosh, we just witnessed this incredible moment. Yep. And afterward, he started talking on the mic. And he, the first thing he said, I think, was, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> you know, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then he called you up. And I just have to mention this because it was just such an amazing moment. Uh, called you up and just thanked you um, and kind of called you out as like the guy. And I just, oh my gosh, I, the moment I just remember tearing up and just being like, Sarah, don't, don't, <laughs> we're falling right now. But I think everybody was like that in the room. Everyone was teary, right? So can you, so can you imagine what I felt, you know? I, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> that's why I bring it up because I'm just like, oh my gosh, this moment, it felt like, you know, Dennis, like I said, we were all really, really worried about him. And I think he was worried too. And it, it felt like a really kind of um, acknowledgement, um, you know, moment that he yeah. needed to do. Uh, and it just, it was incredible. I'll never forget that. I'm sure you won't either. We, we have a history together. Um, one time, 15 years ago, maybe even more, he was playing in Budapest uh, with Mike Stern. And uh, we were the op opening act to him, to Mike, with my band. Mm. And uh, the organizer who organized the gig uh, is my friend. And we had a very good hang uh, in the backstage. So Dennis decided he, he wanted to watch me. So he put a chair to the stage behind the curtain and he was watching my full show. So, you know, I was playing and freaking mm -hmm. Dennis was there. And I said, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> years, 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 years later, uh, in 2017 or 18, uh, there was a Chicago drum camp. Mm -hmm. And there were four teachers. No, it was 20, 2019. Yeah. Four teachers, Dennis, Steve Smith, uh, Chad Rackman and myself. Wow. <clears throat> and it was for, I think, five days or six days. It, it was incredible. And uh, first day, I just arrived, met with Dennis in the lobby, and we just noticed we are a drinking buddy because, you know, we, we both can drink and we love drinking, you know. So mm -hmm. we grabbed the beer, started to talk instantly, and became f friends. But it's easy to, to to become friends with Dennis because he's such a nice person. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, during the show, we had the jam together. We played together. We were hanging every night. And uh, on the last night after the jam session, I asked Dennis, hey, Dennis, 
you know, I just became a Zildjian endorser this year, this January, and I was playing for Zildjian for almost 15 years back in the days, and I never had a 22-inch brilliant Earthride. And since I'm an official Zildjian guy, I'm still looking that brilliant version of the 22-inch Earthride. And then mm -hmm. it says, then it says, I send you one. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm serious, Dennis. I'm still literally looking for the, the brilliant. Can you, can you tell to the Zildjian to make one for me? So, no, no, no. I, I send you one. I said, what? No, I send you one. So one week later, uh, I was in I was living in Hollywood that time. The 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 post guy just came with the track, just honking twice and said, "Girl, boy, light, yes, I'm here. This box is for you." And oh, and I opened it, and it was Dennis' personal 22-inch brilliant ride with some incredible words on the bottom. <laughs> mm, I love that. So this is Dennis Chambers. Yeah. He is the best. Yep. Yes, he he's fantastic. And I yep. just spoke with him a couple of days ago, um, and he's doing great. He said he feels better than he has in 18 years. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, so yeah, we, about that. yeah, we are chatting quite quite often too. And he 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 got back his voice. Yes. So so good to hear that. The fat uh lower danny's voice so yes. <laughs> and i just i just saw someone posted the video he was rehearsing with someone and he was on fire yeah yeah so, so like not like nothing changed it's amazing yeah, yeah. it's amazing it's, yeah incredible i'm yeah i'm so happy i know you are too we all just love yeah. him so much yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Good to see him back back to dennis yep know? yep 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 yeah. i love it that's such a beautiful story it is it is um, and so, you know, speaking of things that were clinics and performances and all of that stuff and things you have coming up, you have a couple of like big drum shows coming up. Um, and I wasn't yeah. really sure, like, um, the, uh, the bag show, I wasn't sure if that was happening and I did see that it's scheduled for, um, October 31st. Is that right? Exactly. So, okay. Exactly. I and uh this will be my third time on on the box show so great a great lineup there actually yeah. it's a strong strong lineup there yeah and I think then, I saw, um virgil donati annika annika uh, damien schmidt nicola vicaro will be there too yes yes yeah 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 great and um manu is hosting or yeah manu Kachi hosting the the yeah. night it's going to be so good. I'm very oh, yeah, jealous. Yeah. I wish I could get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you, you were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and awesome. then just uh, just five days later, no, exactly a week later, I'm going to the Tom Tom Drum Fest to Sevilla. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a special thing because this will be my second uh, time there. And usually they are not repeat people there, but they cannot call drummers from the States at the moment. Sure. Really. Yes. So they called me because I'm here in Europe at the moment. So I'm truly honored I can be there. Th that show is very special because it's it's for a lot of audience. Last time I was playing there, I think a couple of thousand people was there. Wow. Uh, and uh, they're recording it uh, uh, with multi-cameras. They're recording it with multi-tracks. They're mixing it all the time in a very, very good way. Uh, and it's just the, the vibe 
everything is just incredibly good and deep and and, mm. and personal and intimate. It's it's amazing show. Have you been there? Before? I haven't been. I haven't been. I have to make it. I have to get. That's there. a good one. You you have to. You have to. Yes. That's that's I, something. I personally love. I love the drum festivals. I did get over for Wiki Drummer Fest. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Paris years yeah. back, a few years back, and um, yeah. I just it's there's so much fun. I'll be at the UK Drum Show in April for sure. Uh, can't wait for that. But I really wish I could travel to Europe right now and see these months coming up. The lineups are just amazing. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also I did see that you are playing with Kurt Covington at the end of November. That was the plan. That yeah. was the plan. So the situation, I, I'm, I'm doing a concert series in the Palace of Art in Budapest, in Hungary. Uh, it's a beautiful room for 500 seats. Mm. And uh, there's a concert series under my name called Divided. It's not every year, but every, every, every th three years or something mm -hmm. like that. And this will be the divided three, which was supposed to be in April 2020, sold out in 2019, December. And it was postponed to June with a different lineup because of the virus. Mm -hmm. And then it postponed to September with a different lineup because of the virus, postponed mm -hmm. to December. And the latest is this 30 of November. And the original plan was with Gary Willis, with Kirk Covington, Mm -hmm. Libert Fortuny, a keyboard, uh, keyboard player friend, Daniel Sabini from Hungary, and myself. But Kirk just canceled it uh, a week ago because he's scared. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't blame him whatsoever. Me, me either. Yeah, but, um, well, you guys will have to do something. I know you go, go way back, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we recorded, I think, nine years ago, uh, four or five hours material together with Gary Willis and Scott Kinsey, Kirk and myself in Catalonia in a studio. Wow. With a tons of incredible music. And we also played uh, sometimes together in studios in L.A., recorded uh, dual drums in some tune, uh, tunes mm -hmm. in L.A. And, uh, yeah, we just... We just talking. We are very good. For, he's one of my biggest inspiration. He's in my top five. He's very. He's a one of a kind guy. He is wonderful. He's another uh, multi instrumentalist as well. Yeah, incredible um, singer. Incredible yeah. piano. In, incredible. He's incredible. He is. He really <clears throat> is. Um, so, so sadly, he canceled it, but totally understandable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we are living in a different world now. So I have. I had to agree that. I, I'm just sorry that. Because yeah. we'll be great to play together, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure I'm sure you'll have another chance to do something. Oh, yeah, I'm sure with that. Absolutely. Is, is PASIC will happen? Yes, yes. Actually, um, it's happening in person in Indianapolis in a few weeks, November 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. I had to think oh, okay. for a moment. I didn't want to get the dates wrong. But, yes, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th in Indianapolis. So that'll okay. be... Like in the states, that's really our first um, in-person, like you know, um, drum festival slash um, trade show. Yeah, I know. I've never been there. I've never been there, but I saw many, many incredible performances there on YouTube. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, if things open up next year, that would be that would be really, really great to have you come out. 
Um, I will be truly honored. Yes. I mean, it's, it is so much fun. I, I always say, and I, I, I know I repeat myself on this, but it's like a um, drum industry family reunion, you know, yeah. because it's while NAM is so big and it has so many different um, instrument companies and all of that, yeah. this is like just the drum community, all those yeah. companies, all the people um, that you know, and then add in um, drum festival performances and educational clinics and panel discussions. And I love it. It's yeah, so much fun. I'm a little bit excited if you can't tell. <laughs> like, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So well, now we are we are equal now. You cannot yeah, be here right? in Europe. I cannot be there. <laughs> I wish I could get over there for the events and you right? can come here soon enough. Soon enough yeah. we'll be able to do that stuff again. Yeah, but yeah, 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 there yeah. is a virtual option though. Um oh, there okay. is a virtual option. So yeah, if you if you want to check out the clinics and everything, um, it's PASIC.org and you can check out the virtual option. You can see all the performances and then there are actually going to be performances on the virtual side, including Kirk Covington, actually, um, for some artists who aren't able to like come in and play in person. So okay. um, that's something to check out for sure. But awesome. Soon, I will. Soon we'll all be together again. I truly believe that. And me too. You know, me too. And I hope giving big hugs again, because I miss hugs. <laughs> me too, me too. Me too. <laughs> right. right. Um, so did I cover what you have coming up? Is there anything else that I'm missing um, and that I can maybe link in the description? Well, uh, I, uh, well, this year I still have some shows, big mm -hmm. shows, but mostly in Europe. Uh, I will release the first video clip uh, of this pop material I just mentioned in the beginning of our conversation. Yes. And I, and I, and I won't be there. That will be just a singer. So it's, it's not me. I'm just, I'm just a composer, but mm -hmm. I'm so much looking forward to see that. We'll start to shoot the next Friday. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the next big thing is the, oh, the, the Frank Gambale tour, which, which is just postponed from mm -hmm. 2022, instantly to 2022 March. So, but it's, that's still on. So if, if that happened, then we are going to the road for six weeks around Europe. And then after that, my first thing will be to go back to LA. Yes. Oh my gosh. That will be nice. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, just to um, get back there after so long. Don't tell me. My car is there. My drums are there, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> just we're just waiting for you. Everything's waiting for uh, don't you. Don't tell me. I, I, I hear them. I hear them. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I'm excited to hear the new music, the, the pop stuff. Um, you you know, will. So I, I promise. That. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be excited. Um, and we'll put some links so that um so people can follow you and see what you're up to and thank also, you yeah to the upcoming festivals for sure in case um there's anyone who hasn't gotten tickets yet who wants to come out again the lineups are incredible oh um, yeah but before we go i want to ask if there's anything if there's any new music or new musicians that you're following at the moment that you can recommend um listeners to to check out um Drummer. Um, there's one drummer. I think he's very, very underrated. He was playing on Pasic, and and this is this is this Pasic performance is one of my favorite from him. His name is Moritz Müller. Uh, okay. 
and he's a very special drummer, incredible. He's really speaking through the in instrument, and mm -hmm. people, people, people have to check him because he needs more feedback. Okay, Mo absolutely. Maurice Miller. I'm I'm very crazy with Louis Cole as a oh, you know yeah. as a as a drummer, as a singer, as a composer, and as a performer, as an individual mm -hmm. art artist. And uh, I just became a huge fan in the last couple of days uh, with Saint Vincent. Oh sure, yes, with yeah, Mark yeah. Juliana, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's 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 something different. Absolutely. She's special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about St. Vincent too. I love when there's like something new that comes out that like, I don't know what it is. And maybe this is a weird way to describe it, but like activates a different part of your brain. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> absolutely. 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 Um, it makes you think about music in a little bit of a different way. I love that. And Mark's drumming in particular always does that for me. He, he's just so unique and makes me think about what's happening oh yeah um, and feel it too you know so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, love those, I love those recommendations he's special and, yeah. yeah he is he is special um and one other thing too i just wanted to ask if you have any advice that you could give to um someone who's like coming up and making their way in this industry whether it be drums or or on another instrument trying to find their way, especially in this crazy time that we're living in right now? Well, because we have a crazy time now, so everybody have a little more time. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I highly recommend to be in a picture of the music history. Uh, where are the things coming from? Not just being involved with the third copy of the original album. Mm -hmm. To find the roots uh from some particular uh, uh musical moment in the history so I, I i really recommend to be in the picture and learn a bit about the music history what was going on back in the days and when where 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 is your favorite drummings coming from you know or yeah. your favorite bass guitar or you know or the 25 years old guy where is he, who, who was his idols you know and why he's playing in that way? Because maybe it's not his way, because he's just copying someone. So mm -hmm. let's find the original guys. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. You know, go back a few more levels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. That's so good, Gergo. Thank you so, so much for being here Thank today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so wonderful. much. Yeah, it's so great to see your face and get a chance to talk with you. And Same uh, here, same here. We will see each other again soon, I'm sure. Me too, me too, and you take care of yourself, okay? You too, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye. Bye, bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.